I'm AC Brown, and you're listening to Is My Aura On Straight, a podcast designed to help you start living from your core instead of your conditioning. Each week, we'll have deep conversations that will help you create a powerful transformation that shifts your perspective in life, love, and business, with topics ranging from spiritual self-development, human design, astrology, metaphysics, and everything in between. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? I am your host, AC Brown, psychic channel, voice of truth, and spiritual guide and teacher. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? This episode I have been looking forward to, and this is going to be, I don't know how many parts, but it's going to be a part series. And then I'm going to do another part series. <laughs> I did a poll. What would you all like to know whether it was, you know, um, what I wish I knew um, as a psychic before I started doing this professionally and what I wish I knew about healing before I started healing. So psychic one. So I'm going to start there first. And this episode is really going to be a primer for the other episodes, but um, we can get into the nitty gritty. So first and foremost, I will say this, that my journey as a psychic channel has been really interesting. And I'll make a confession and say that, well, I ran away from the psychic label for a very long time. And I kind of used and hovered around that whole intuitive, I'm an intuitive coach and I'm an intuitive this because I knew that the stigmas of being called psychic publicly were going to be like, what? But personally and in my professional work offline, I always would just tell people I'm psychic. It wasn't a big deal. But one thing that I definitely have been shying away from. And I think that's why I hold on to the psychic channel part so much is that I am a medium and it's something that I have been not necessarily running away from, but something that I am still on my journey to really embracing a lot more. So I'll start there. So first things first, what I wish I knew or what I wish people would have told me being a professional psychic or doing this work. There's so much. I could probably make this like a 10 part series, but I'll start with this because this is probably, <laughs> probably the easiest, which would be love. That would probably be the easiest would be love talking about love. And I'll give you just a little insight. So I remember growing up that I, always especially when it came to couples and to relationships whether they were platonic romantic or business relationships I could always feel the energy I could always feel whether it was a disconnect whether it was a really great joyful thing I could always feel that so that's one thing. Second is that when you are doing this work and anybody who's listening, if you're a psychic tarot reader, if you're a medium, whatever, when people come to you for love readings, in my opinion, 
there's two types of people that come to you. I would say maybe three. There's the person that's coming for confirmation. Then there's the person that knows what's going on and they have their own idea in their mind of how they want things to go. And we'll talk about that. And then thirdly, there's a person that comes to you that's just trying to kind of figure things out in their love life. And the person that comes for confirmation is always the best because as someone who is psychic and for those of you who do psychic work, you probably can imagine or you probably have experience. The people who come for confirmation are going to be the ones who are going to be open to what you see and the information that you see. And I always tell people what I see now, I can only be shown what spirit's showing me right now in this moment. And sometimes people don't like that. And so when that person's coming for confirmation, it's more of, okay, this is going to be fine. They just want to know. So here's what's going on. Here's what I see. And then you'll be surprised. You won't be surprised, actually. They'll be like, yeah, you're right. This is what's happening. This is what's going on. The issue is baby psychic AC Brown would tell people <laughs> it's not going to work out. Y'all going to break up. Leave. And that wasn't correct I personally feel that for me, that's where I had to like kind of change up my style because I like to say I was very raw and uncut when it came to delivering information. I heard it a certain way. I told it a certain way. And that was that. And everyone doesn't like that, which is fine. However, what happened to me is that I would get people disputing and saying, nope, that's not true, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, mm, okay. And it would eventually dismantle. And I would be, my guys, I like to say, would be accurate. And so one thing that I've learned, especially compared to now, if people ask me about their relationships, I have boundaries as a healer. I have boundaries as a psychic, as a channel. I have boundaries, especially when it comes to people who I would consider friends. Friends, I honestly, I, I, I tell what I feel, but I'm more of an after now when it comes to friends. I let them experience and go through their things when it comes to relationships. And then, you know, after something's happened and they ask me, I will go ahead and divulge what I feel or the energies that I pick up but I've made it a big part of my ethical way that I do things I don't need to say everything that's not my place however especially being a projector when the invitation does arrive <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you but I'm not going to be like super blatant like don't do this and that's because when it comes to love in this work of psychic, medium, all of that stuff, you really have to let people and their souls be on that journey for the simple fact that this might be a lesson for them. They might be here to learn something. And for me to step in, especially when I'm not asked, and like I said, baby psychic me, 
I was just telling you, you didn't have to ask me like that ain't going to work out because X, Y, and Z. I don't do that anymore. Thank God. I, I just don't, but I would. And that would be hard for people to really kind of sit with that. And, and then you have the person who wants to, cause I've been there who have gone to friends who were extremely talented mediums and psychics. And they'd be like, well, this is what's happening. This is not going to work out. And Unfortunately, at the time, I didn't want to believe that because I was so involved in the relationship. And that's that's what I'm getting at is what I wish I would have done differently is I probably wouldn't have done any love readings at all because that really didn't help my confidence in really connecting with my guides and really having a trust in myself because depending on where people are at, remember, there's several types of people who are coming to you about love readings that the person who wants to believe what they want and they want you to say what they want to say, that's hard to have someone dispute what you are hearing, what you're seeing. And then that's where the, oh my gosh, am I crazy kind of energy comes. And so as someone who was starting out giving readings, especially even charging for readings and things like that in my early 20s and mid-20s, that really messed with my confidence. It messed with the trust that I had, the connection that I had with my guides, with source, with spirit, because I was just like, well, why come and ask me this question if you don't want me to tell you the truth? And the reality is when it comes to love, when people are in it, people don't want the truth especially when things are not going the way that they want. People want to hear what they want to hear. So I've had to learn over the years that, and I ask my guides, of course, give me a better way to filter this information. What is a softer blow here? What is a softer way to filter this information? Because you know, and I know what might transpire. The person doesn't want to hear it in that way. Baby psychic didn't, care about that. Like, no, I'm gonna tell this person the truth. I'm gonna tell them the truth. Um, now I'm a little bit more, um, cautious of that just because love is so nuanced. And when you are sitting in front of someone and you're picking up this energy and they're just not receptive to the reality of it, it's very hard to convince them otherwise. And so I've made a choice to protect my peace and delivering information, especially when it comes to love in a different way. And I've had friends and people come back to me like, why didn't you say anything? And, you know, I will combat back because you, you needed to go through that yourself. Because especially when it comes to friends and people who are in my circle, I rather me give you what I see, the advice as a, hey, th- these are the possibilities of what can happen and then allow you to experience that on your own. And then we can talk shit after it happens. <laughs> and then we can debrief after if things like, you know, dismantle or whatever, then we can debrief. And then another thing too, what I have, and this is just my own personal opinion in doing this work, because this is me. Anytime I've gone to, a psychic about my relationship it wasn't the relationship for me point blank period now some people might not like to hear that but anytime I have gone to a psychic 
to somebody and I've asked questions about my relationship. It wasn't the relationship for me. I didn't need to be in that relationship. And that was very, very challenging to hear. So if I feel like I have to ask a spiritual person about a relationship, then I know that that relationship is not for me because I am very in tune with the energies, with the flow of things. And this is not just romantic relationships. This is platonic relationships, business partnerships. I have to pull back because I'm like, all right, you know, you don't need to pull, you don't, you don't need to go, go to this extent for this. Um, And so that's another thing that I'd like to say to people. (laughs) If you feel the need that you have to ask about a situation, especially to a spiritual person, and I'm not saying that you can't, but I want you to really kind of dig a little bit deeper and say, what's, what's not right here? What, what am I not seeing or what am I having trouble receiving? What am I not really wanting to acknowledge right now? And when you can do that, then it puts you in a position of power, not saying that you have to dismantle the relationship or anything like that, but you become more aware of what's happening without looking outside of yourself. Now, there's a lot of layers, a lot of nuance there. Some of us, like myself, have a lot of trauma um, when it comes to relationships, um, both platonic and romantic. So there's also that. Um, But I also go to my therapist for that to kind of weed through that. And but on the spirit, and it's so funny too, because my therapist, I love her. I'm going to have her on the podcast one day. Maybe we've been talking about it. She is amazing, but because she knows the work I do, she always puts it back on me. She was like, you know, already. And it's just like, ah, oh, you're right. I do know. I do know. And I tr- sometimes, and I do this too, as someone who works with other people who can see into others very clearly, Sometimes it is challenging seeing to myself and I sometimes I choose to ignore because of the the brunt or the pain, um, especially when it comes to relationships, because it's like, damn, I know when something's changing. I know when the energy is shifting and me being so in tune, that sucks because things will be going great. And this is both, like I said, romantic or platonic. And then that shift happens like, oh, I thought I thought this was going to be the one or I thought this was going to be right or whatever the case may be. And so I say all of that to say is that especially when it comes to love, you know, your body is giving you clues. Your your spirit is giving you clues. Your soul is giving you clues. I'm not saying that you can't go for confirmation to a tarot reader or to a medium or to a channel or anything like that. But Go knowing that you are looking for confirmation, not for someone to to say what you want them to say, especially when it has to do with love, because that's just my kind of thing. If you're asking a spiritual professional about your love life, then you're not seeing something or you're not willing to, to look really between the lines. Something's off there. And so kind of sit silent and kind of think about that. And what that means. There's nothing wrong with that. And things can change. And 
that's important to know too. Things can change, but you only have control over yourself. That's the only thing that you have control over is yourself. And well, I mean, I just started this rule, but you know, I'm dating now, of course, and I don't ask people for their birth time (laughs) until like maybe like the third date. And that's just really because of the work that I do. I don't want to analyze it. I want to really tap into my energetics and tap into my intuition and see how I feel about this person. Do I even like them? Like, why why am I going to waste my time looking up their human design chart, their astrological chart? Like, let me see if I even like this person first. And if I wind up liking them, then I'll do some investigative work and seeing how we mesh well together, seeing some of the things that will come up all of that things. Because remember, we still have to put the 80-20 rule into play, especially if someone's not as spiritually aware as myself, that I have to account the fact that this person has a life and they've lived it and they've developed tendencies, um, habits, and things like that, that might not align with the potential of their charts. And I think that's something too in doing this work where I had to come to a point especially with human design and astrology and even doing psychic work that I prefer to do couple readings and things like that for people who are committed. Like if that's just your, your man or your boyfriend, I don't, I don't want no parts. Like I'm good (laughs) and not to be mean, but there's so many variables there that don't serve you in knowing the potential of something because The potential is great, but everybody's not going to live up there to potential, especially when it comes to these modalities. Everybody's, you know, synastry chart and how you, your your compatibility chart and human design, y'all might not live up to that. And so I rather have a conversation with someone who is in a committed relationship about that, who's in a committed partnership about the potential because you've already done the work of committing yourself to this individual. So now you all are tweaking to see what works and what doesn't work. But being in a relationship that is not committed, or even like, you know, people who are engaged, I'm okay with that. Or people who have chosen to commit in a partnership that is like, no, we are committed. We are this, we are that. Whether you're ethically non-monogamous, whether you're monogamous, that's a better situation because you've already committed to this person for however long time. But in the dating phase, I would say kind of push that to the side. Yes, look into it. See if you do match all of that stuff. Great. But kind of push it to the side because you you don't know if that potential is going to be there for the relationship or even if you're the person to get that potential out of them. And that's a hard pill to swallow. And I think too, what I wish I knew as a psychic before I was doing this, you know, professionally is we have to understand there's an order of things. And when it comes to relationships, I always like to say, play your role, play your position. And in some cases, our positions and our roles are to be teachers, lessons, healers and things like that in the lives of others and vice versa. Does it suck? Absolutely. 
Does it suck that a, a romantic partnership or a friendship is a lesson for you or the other person? Does it suck that it was only supposed to be for a moment in time or this is part of the journey or maybe you're a catalyst? That absolutely sucks. Um, because especially when we have connections that we think are going to last long and they don't, et cetera, it sucks. But when we understand that that is a possibility of the nature of, of relationships, it makes it easier for you. You know, and anything that does kind of dismantle, always ask yourself, what did I learn from this? What is something that I can improve about it? What's something that I want that's going to be different after this next person romantically or platonically or something like that? So we don't get caught up in the kind of like, oh, I'm never going to have or this never works out kind of energy. That's not true. We are souls and everyone plays a part. Everyone plays a role. Everyone has a purpose in our lives. And if we're just a little bit open to the possibilities of connections, we can take some of the pressure off of ourselves, especially romantically. I think romantically is where we all get kind of tripped up. I want to be in a committed monogamous relationship that leads towards marriage, see, very specific. But in the meantime, I'm dating and I'm meeting different souls. I'm meeting different energies. I'm seeing what I like, seeing the type of man that I want to interact with. And I advise you all to be open to just different energies, even if you're partnered, but to be open to different energies of maybe it's different friendships. Maybe you want to have different people supporting you, all of that, because we're all, we all play a role and that's really important for you to know. So yeah, this is part one of things that I wish I knew <laughs> as a psychic before doing this work is when it comes to relationships and love and all that stuff, like, uh, I would have just been like, no, I do not want And like I said, because that my confidence and what I would needed to develop within myself and my connection to my guides, it didn't give what it was supposed to give. <laughs> When it came to that, especially in my younger days, that really kind of screwed up with me. So I advise anyone who's doing this spiritual work, this healing work, this psychic work when it comes to love. And I'm not saying you don't have to not do love readings or anything like that, but just be mindful of what you are working with. Because when the heart is involved, both platonic or romantic, it's a different layer that you're dealing with. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Come back for part two. I don't know how long, how many parts it's going to be. We'll see. Because I can oh, say so much, so much, so much about the things that I've seen, the people that I work with, all of that stuff. But I'm going to keep it cute um, and keep it classy. And just, you know, some situations from some colleagues that I know that are okay with me, like saying stuff. I will add that all in there but come back for part two might be it might be two or three parts I don't know we'll see but I hope you enjoyed this episode make sure you all have a great day filled with good vibes and great energy and until next time bye-bye thank you for listening to another episode of is my aura on straight this podcast was edited by Adam Ross. If you loved this episode, 
please make sure you subscribe and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, bye-bye.